Hey everyone, hope you're doing good there. Welcome along and thanks a million for joining me here today and listening in. This is episode 56 of the Michael Green's Entrepreneur Podcast and I've got a really good episode to bring you today. You might find it particularly interesting if you're based in the UK or somewhere else in Europe because joining me on the podcast today is Oliver Rubenstein from Newmarket in England in the UK. Oliver's running a microgreens business called Raw Salads and like John last week he started during a lockdown in the pandemic and he's made some great progress so far. During the interview we talk about how Oliver got started, how he started making his first sales when restaurants and most things were closed during the lockdown We talk about some scenarios and struggles that are specific to the UK. Then how selling living pots of microgreens at farmers markets can be a good extra earner as well. And then we talk about a way that you could possibly cut down on costs that you might be paying on payment processing fees for your subscription service if you have one. So there's loads of really good stuff here even if you're not in the UK so do stay tuned for all of that. If you're not subscribed to the podcast already, please just take a moment right now and pause this episode and hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss out on any more episodes like this in the future. Before we get started, I want to just take a minute to talk about True Leaf Market. True Leaf Market are the go-to microgreen seeds and equipment company all across the United States and Canada. And all of their seeds, they're all tested to make sure that they have a high germination rate. Some companies have seed that sits in stock for long periods of time. And over time, seed gets old and it loses its viability. True Leaf Market turns over their inventory so frequently that their seeds are always as new and as fresh as you're going to get. And that in turn is going to help you have more successful grows and make more money. So for a really great selection of microgreen seeds and equipment, head on over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash trueleafmarket. I'm an affiliate for True Leaf Market and I'm really happy to promote them because I really do believe that they provide a great service to the microgreens community. If you go ahead and use my link to go to their website and then you go ahead and make a purchase, I get a small commission from that sale. This is at no extra cost to you and it's one of the ways that you can help support the making of this podcast if you enjoy it and supporting it is something that you want to do. So microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash trueleafmarket or there will be a link for that in the show notes that you can just click on. All right, so let's roll the team music and get to the interview. You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hey Oliver, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks a million for being here. How are you doing there? Yeah, I'm good, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. It's um you know, like I said, I, I listened listened to your podcast for for the last few months, so it's fantastic to be asked to to take part. Ah, and no, I really I really appreciate you coming on. So thanks a million. So um, I'm star starstruck, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's mad. And you're you're in the UK, Oliver. Where whereabouts are you based? Yeah, I'm. So I'm just outside uh, Cambridge in the east of England. So um, actually, next to a small town called Newmarket. Uh, most people probably won't have heard of that, but it's it's in the east of England. Basically, it's about. 60 miles north of London. I know, I know of Newmarket. Newmarket would be famous for horse racing. Is that right? Yeah, that, to be fair, there are a lot of Irish people in uh, yeah. in Newmarket, Brian. So I'm sure you've 
there's probably some friends or relatives or someone. Pro- probably, know, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so, Oliver, Raw Salads is the name of your business. And do you want to just tell us how you got your business started and what your journey has been like so far? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I accidentally started at the same time as coronavirus hit, so it wasn't, it wasn't a sort of a a lockdown project like perhaps some people have have done. I've always been really, really into growing stuff and food and and farming. And my background is in in farming. So I sort of worked in the farming sector. But, you know, not having land myself, it's quite difficult to sort of get involved. So I think really microgreens just sort of took my imagination because it's so easy. You know, you can, like you you know, you don't need to have land or anything like that. So yeah, I just, uh, I started about a year ago delivering locally. I think I just put some, I put some stuff on Facebook just saying, you know, does anyone want to try some of my produce? Didn't expect much of a response because I'm not in what I would think to be a massively sort of food focused area. You know, Newmarket's quite a small place and had a really, really good response. And within about two weeks, I went from giving things out to, for free um, to, to making my first sales, which is pretty crazy, you know, but it was all, it was all just equipment that I bought from the local hardware store because um, this was the middle of lockdown as well. So, Luckily, the, the the hardware stores were were still open, which was fantastic. So I could get everything I needed. But it was very sort of um, informal. It's just just gone from there, really. Yeah, no, that's that's excellent. And just what you're saying there about like not having a lot of land, because I think anybody who has an interest in farming, that's something that's a real barrier to entry. Like no one really just goes and starts a farm. It's like it's it's kind of passed down through generations and generations and stuff. So that's one good thing about microgreens is like it's a easier way of entering into a business like that yeah totally i mean i think i think in the states it's probably easier to get hold of land you know from the farmers i've spoken to out there but you know in this part of the world it's it's really expensive particularly actually where i live as well um, around newmarket you know if i was going to be growing vegetables for example those sort of fields would be perfect for for grazing horses on so all that all that, all that land is used for sort of training racehorses and grazing racehorses and things so there's no way you'd be able to rent a piece of land. So yeah, microgreens was, were ideal, really. Yeah. And you're saying there, Oliver, that you started, you put something up on Facebook. And yeah. so I presume you kind of started selling to local people and stuff. And did were you doing any restaurants or did you ever get the opportunity for that because coronavirus hit and you weren't open or, or just, yeah, did you ever get a chance to do any restaurants? Yeah. I mean, my plan, I hadn't really thought about restaurants, to be honest. I, I, I just thought... It's a bit intimidating, possibly as well. You know, quite hard. Often, it's quite hard to get hold of them. You know, it's not the same as sort of going and you know giving stuff to a neighbour. But I was so lucky because one of the people I um, first sold to, she recommended this sort of coffee shop and cafe in town that had just started, and they wanted to do these incredible Hawaiian poke bowls, um, which is it's probably commonplace, you know, in the states or whatever. But around here, it's quite unusual. And the microgreens are perfect, and it was it just all happened at the right time so yeah i went in didn't expect them to be interested gave them some samples and um the guy said oh yeah you know bring an invoice in next week i thought you're having a laugh what, what, <laughs> what do you mean bring an invoice and i thought oh shit he wants to actually he wants to actually <laughs> buy them from me um and it just went from there and they've been fantastic so uh eva and richard from cortado newmarket big shout out you're um you know you've been with me from the start i'm really lucky because um cortado basically just do takeaway anyway so they've been able to keep trading so just luck man just luck yeah not really good and um what was it you mentioned there though a poke pokeball or poker bowl what was it uh, it's all the hips the hipsters have it in london you know these kind of uh 
it's just, it's just a really colorful salad bowl it's it's sort of hawaiian influence isn't it with sort of with sort of rice and colorful greens and stuff so the microgreens are perfect for it ah good stuff and just uh, with you being in the uk oliver how have you found the reception towards microgreens are are people familiar with what they are over there or do you spend a lot of time educating people i think half the people are kind of you know super into it from the start they know all about microgreens and they're really into the health benefits and like yeah amazing i want that and and the other half just haven't got a clue they think you're trying to sell them cress <laughs> it is funny you know i started doing this farmer's market and um some people you, you know you suggest they might want to buy them especially sort of you know guys they look at you like you sort of question their sexuality or something like, <laughs> what do you mean you know, i don't eat salad what's wrong with you you know go away yeah, then, yeah, but, then, yeah. but then the rest of the people are really, really positive. And to be honest, most people, once they've tried them, you know, they, I'm sure you found this, you know, most people love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. And um, I think, um, I think lockdown has made a lot more people aware of them because I see a lot of people selling like the growing kits and stuff. And people are, it's been something people have taken up doing for themselves at home. So I think, I think that has definitely helped kind of spread the word about them over here anyway. But um, yeah, just just on the UK again, right? Because there really hasn't been anyone on from the UK. There was there was Victor was on before, but that's been it. Is there any kind of challenge that you faced that was kind of specific to the UK maybe? Because there's a lot of information out there on YouTube and stuff, but most of it is like America based or yeah, most of the information is kind of based towards America. So I was just wondering, was there anything like that you came across when you started that you hadn't expected? And it was maybe something specific to the UK or anything like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many videos about it on, on YouTube, but it's all it's all from the states, which is fine. But all the units are different, everything like that, and also the trays as well. So you know the the classic ten twenty tray that everyone uses yeah. in the states. You you can't actually get that over here. So one company, um, I think it's Garland Horticulture, have have started making a, a microgreen specific tray that's manufactured here. But in, until recently, you know. I had to buy sort of um, much smaller trays than, than the guys in the States would use. So something as simple as that. Yeah. But yeah, to be honest, there's just not the resources. We're lucky though that, again, you know, just happened to sort of, I thought oh, no, there won't be a Facebook group about it. You know, actually there's a couple of really, really helpful Facebook groups. The one that I use most is uh, Farm Microgreens UK. It's this amazing lady called Amy who runs a business called Nell's Urban Greens in Leeds. And um, she's kind of the ringleader. So you know she's got a really really good operation there and she and she's sort of moving into down the more kind of educational route as well and um that just sort of i think i was one of the earlier members of it as well um and it's just gone from there so um yeah we just don't have the same resources really and like you'd like you have in the states because it's just it's still a lot a lot more new here yeah no that's an interesting one and i I had the same problem here as well when I started I to start with smaller trays. And what was the name of that company that's making the trays just for anyone that's in the UK that's wondering about that? Um, they're called Garland, Garland Horticulture. I mean, you could buy them, you could buy them online and they, oh, yeah. they mainly do stuff for traditional gardening. The microgreens is a new, a new area for them. But the problem is I found is, um, I, it's quite sad, actually. You probably got, you, I'm sure you share the passion, but I got so excited about these trays. I was <laughs> so sad. I'm, you know, I'm just so so excited they brought out these new trays. And then actually they're too big for my setup because I've got quite uh, a narrow space. Okay. So I'm back <laughs> with the old ones, but other people are loving them. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> good stuff. And um, 
I see on your Instagram there, right, that you're you're giving five percent of your profits to a charity and fair share. Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of businesses that do you know have a kind of philanthropic aim aim to it, and I kind of think you know you sort of should start if you're going to do it, you should do it from from the beginning. So you know, I'm not making millions or anything like that, but we you know I gave a decent amount to to fair share last year, and so. They're basically they're a charity. They redistribute um, surplus food to people in need. So um, you know, in the UK, there's a lot of stuff from supermarkets that doesn't get sold, and it's much better now. They've really tightened up their act, and all the basically fair share kind of the intermediary between supermarkets and 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 sort of community organisations. Because I'm sure people have, you've heard people go, oh well, you can't give it away because they're worried that someone's going to sue them if it's bad or whatever. So fair share deal with all that stuff and. Uh, distribute yeah. it so i just it's a personal interest and and um you know microgreens one of the key selling points is that they don't they don't waste you know they, they last much longer than bag salads and i thought actually it's quite a nice link with you know re- reducing food waste through supporting yeah. fair share as well so it just makes you stand out a bit you know it does yeah because you're the first person i've seen um doing something like that so really noble so fair play to you it's a good thing to do so well done and um on your website as well, I seen that you were you're selling living and cut microgreens, and I was just wondering how that was going. And are you doing that because there's a demand there for both of them, or what's your thinking there? I mean, I've just started experimenting with the living ones. Really, I saw there's a couple of guys in the UK and these people in Bristol called Pirate Farms who do living trays, and they basically just do living. So these little kind of cardboard punnets. I've got no idea how they actually do it, and they don't go soggy, but they grow these amazing micros and, um, you know, they give them to chefs as and when they harvest. So I just started experimenting with them and took some to the farmer's market and people were pretty, you know, pretty keen. And actually, from a business point of view, it works really well because I don't have to bother about harvesting them. I don't care about the yield as well because I sell them per punnet, you know. So yeah. it's a- and actually, yeah, it works, works quite well. And um, I use, you know, recycled kind of tomato and mushroom plastic punnets that you get from the supermarket you know wash them out sterilize them and then use them for my living micros because they're all pretty much the same size so they stack and uh you know that i'm not paying anything for the for the containers yeah no that's that's good yeah and it does it as you said from a business point of view it, it rules out one one or at least one or two elements of the whole process so no it is it is good what have you found is most popular i think people like the pea shoots because actually a couple of people at the farmer's market have said oh yeah i harvested them left it on the windowsill and they they regrow it's probably not great from a business point of view because i want them to buy more <laughs> and more but people like that and people just love having something fresh on the windowsill as well and the first time i did it i had these amazing coconut coir pots that i just i bought i mean they're so expensive i'm not going to do it again but they look really really good and a lot of people bought them to give as gifts to people but it the, to be honest i think i sold them at a loss so to do it again i'd have to charge you know, five pounds or something, and, and no, no one realistically is going to pay that for some pea shoots. So uh, back to plastic. I get you. I get you. And just I see, um, I seen on your. I keep going back to your website, but I seen on your website again that you're so you're selling your microgreens on your website, and you're offering a subscription part on your website as well. So I was just wondering what has the buy-in been like on that over there? Yeah, I mean that was a complete. I thought no one would. I was completely surprised. I thought no one who's going to subscribe to you know microgreens must be crazy, but. You know, I thought I thought I'd try it anyway. It's super informal as well. So I did look at a plugin on my online store for it, but again, they take a commission every time you get a subscription. I just thought, actually, I'm at a small scale now. I can keep it 
keep it very relaxed. So basically, people just set up a standing order from their bank, and um, you know, if they want to change, they just message me. Um, and I have a good enough relationship with the, the people who have a subscription. So I think there's probably about 10, 11, 12 people locally who have a subscription. So it's probably about, what is it, about 20, 25 bags of salad um, every week, which is great. So I know that each month I'm going to have a set amount of sales guaranteed, essentially. And I just want to go back to what you were saying there, right? Because I actually noticed this when I was looking at your website was that, so I seen the instructions that you pay the first time and then you set up a standing order, right? So, so for example, my website is set up that yeah, you subscribe to a subscription, but then yeah, every time, um, every week there's a small percentage that gets taken away from anything that goes through that. But then what you're doing is they're paying once and then every week. So it's just going bank to bank then from then on. Yeah. I take it completely offline. Yeah. I, I mean, I think to be honest, if I got a much bigger, I'd, I, I don't know how confident I'd be in kind of keeping it all updated but at the moment that yeah. number of people is pretty manageable again this is you know i copied this from amy from nails urban greens you know she just that's exactly what she does and um it just yeah, makes no, life really makes good. life so much easier because you're paying i'm paying what about 22 i think it's in dollars actually it's, i think it's 22 dollars a month for the for the online store you know it's not a huge amount is it but i don't want to spend any more on on the cost of sales yeah 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 you know for sure and um yeah so I imagine it hasn't been all plain sailing so far with your with your business journey, or maybe it has. But have you made any mistakes along the way? And maybe if you have, you could give us one example of. of one. <laughs> I sometimes get really lazy with my planting, so it's not my primary job. You know, I have another job. I'm for, well. I really enjoy my my main job, but um, sometimes things get in the way, and I know that you know harvest harvest twice a week, deliver twice a week, and I know that I need to plant twice a week to keep things going and every so often something comes up and i'm tired and then i leave it you know and i haven't washed the trays and then before you know it you know, there's been <laughs> two or three days i've not i've not sewn anything and I th- oh, okay and you can get away with it for a bit and then it works through the system and then suddenly you have a massive gap and i'm you know that will guarantee you that'll be the week where i get sort of 30 new customers or something and <laughs> next yeah. thing i know i'm kind of harvesting stuff that's way too young and that's happened a couple of times um it's all right at the moment because um it's i don't really heat the grow room um i've got a little heater just to keep the frost off but i keep it very passive and i don't want to be spending money on on heating and dehumidifiers and things which is possibly a mistake but so at the moment i can just leave stuff and because it's so cold it, it where, just where do you have your grow it's attached to my house. So I started off um, is it outside? in my it's old like house. A... No, it's it's like a, a it's a conservatory basically. It's oh, sort okay, of yeah. it's like an annex attached to the house. So it's not kind of a proper room, but it's not outdoors. It's not a shed or anything. It's it's a, it's a proper it's a proper room. The people before used it for you know doing laundry and things like that. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and do you use grow lights or is there a lot of windows? Oh yeah. So or... yeah, no LED lights and everything. Yeah. But I, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't really I don't really heat it, but. So when I first started off, I should probably say this was in a house a few doors down, um, and um, that was just literally in the in the dining room, you know. Um, so I've actually got a lot of the central heating from the house worked quite well, but then there's quite a big temperature fluctuation. Um, so then we ended up buying a house a few doors down, which just happens to have this amazing annex, which is I think obviously my girlfriend hoped that perhaps it would be a shared room and there would be you know space <laughs> for some of her stuff, but unfortunately it's become uh, the microgreens farm. Um, and uh, it's it's actually fantastic because it's got this it's got a perspex roof on it so i'm getting natural sunlight as well so yeah it's just complete luck you know i weren't i didn't look for a house with this room it just happened it just 
it just happened yeah um, that was great but it, it works it works perfectly yeah yeah no really good really good and then so i was asking about a mistake there we'll, we'll flip mm. that now right and what would you say your biggest win is today with your microgreens business i think the subscriptions man to be honest because that's just it just makes life so much easier when i first started i was just posting on facebook and you know you know it can take hours and hours to do all the marketing and i was messaging people and you know and now you know, if I have a slow week, I have a slow week. It's not the end of the world. You know, I have that bit of income. I know I'm pretty much going to sell most of my most of my crops because of the subscriptions. So that I think that yeah, that's worked so well for me. Good stuff, really good stuff. And then one last question before I let you go, Oliver. Um, yeah, have you got any one piece of advice or any words of wisdom for for any of the other listeners here? I think don't let people's criticism get you down because i think in the uk especially where people don't know what microgreens are you'll get a lot of sort of people trying to be funny and say oh you're selling crests you know why would i buy that you know it gets you down you think oh i spent ages growing this stuff and so just ignore them because for every one person who doesn't like microgreens there'll be three or four who are really really passionate yeah for sure yeah and then it's, it's that's the same with anything, any kind of any kind of negative negativity like that and the, the thing that like we seem to always do was human beings is that like you could get 10 positive comments but then the one the one negative one that's the one you focus on and remember so you just need you need to forget that this sounds really sad but on the village facebook group you know where i actually sell a lot of my stuff there's yeah. always a few people who try and be funny and you know post stuff like oh have you got bacon flavored microgreens and I'm just, oh, it's so boring but <laughs> you know i don't mind at the end of the day people are people are reading the post aren't they so that's that's fine but, yeah you just gotta you gotta smile yeah, that's it. Exactly. Well, lovely stuff. And where, where can people find you, Oliver? Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you get, if you look on Instagram, um, just search for Raw Salads, R-O-A-R. Um, I'm there as well on Facebook and um, www.rawsalads.co.uk. And that's my website. Yeah, and check it out. I don't want to overhype it too much because, you know, it's still small scale, but, um, you know, people are interested then. Yeah. Yeah. No, check definitely. De- definitely. Go go check that out. And I leave links for, for all of that in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out and see what you're up to. And yeah, look, thanks so much for coming on, Oliver, and sharing your knowledge and, and giving your time and everything. Really appreciate it. No no worries, man. I, fa- I found your podcast really, really useful. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's nice. It's great to be involved. So there you have it. And I really want to thank Oliver again for coming on and being a really great guest. I really enjoyed having the conversation with him and I hope you enjoyed listening back to it as well. And hopefully there was something there in it that you were able to take away from it. If starting a microgreens business is something that you want to do yourself and you haven't started yet and you're looking for a starting point, you can check out my free beginner's guide. So it's an ebook that you can download and it goes over everything you need to get started and all the basics of starting a microgreens business. And you can get that for free at microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash ebook. So that's it for this week. As always, thanks so much for listening here all the way to the end. Really do appreciate it. Hope you have a great week there wherever you are and I'll catch you on next week's episode. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support the making of the podcast, purchasing your supplies from True Leaf Market through my affiliate link is one of the ways that you can do that. Head on over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash True Leaf Market or click the link in the show notes when you're going to make a purchase at True Leaf Market. And both of these links will bring you directly to True Leaf Market's website. 
This is at no extra cost to you and it keeps resources like this podcast free. So thank you so much for the support. Yeah.